0: Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here Drinking Beer and playing Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour podcast.
1: Yes, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 241. Thank you for joining us tonight. We are recording on the 26th. Hope you all out there had a Merry Christmas, having some happy holidays, you know, a crazy Kwanzaa, a happy Hanukkah, a tip-tot-tet, even a solemn and dignified Ramadan. All of them. Hope you're enjoying every single last one.
0: And it's safe to say, this will lead us right into the new year, Um, so have a happy new year, because who knows if Jim and I are actually going to record on New Year's Day, but we want you to have a happy new year as well, so you'll see this before then. Last of 23, right? 23 and 23, we'll be doing that roundup this episode. It's been... um, you know, it ended up being a lot tougher than I thought it would be, considering how we blasted through more than 50 games last year. I was like, 23 is going to be easy. Boy, we were, were we wrong. Yeah, <laughs> we sure were. Hey, listen, <laughs> shut up a second. right? first <laughs> got to give a big thank you
1: to the boys of Not For Human Consumption. Dylan, Jay, and Matt for coming on last
0: week. Always had a good time with the boys. Yeah, great time, guys. Thank you for coming on.
1: And you know what? I guess if we're talking about guests...
0: Uh, you know what? This
1: being the last episode of the year, we always do our little rundown of guests. So a big thank you to everyone who popped onto the podcast this year. So, Blade Blur, Dan from Console Wars, Kyler, or Kyler, Ridgeny and Yiser from Reliving Retro, uh, Broken Optics, The Boys of the Rich Dickman Show, Rem, Randy, and Cody, Wack Nicholson, Tom from Roast Mortem, Kevin and Mark from Hard Drive, uh, The Discord Call-In Show. So we had Crooked, Agent Chris, Drewski, J.D. Mains, Max Marvel, Snarkast, and Todd Hader, all hopped on at one point or another, even if it was in the chat after the real episode ended. Celia Schilling from Yacht Club Games, uh, Sam and Nick from Video Ditch, and as we just said, the boys of NFHC. So once again, thank you to all of the guests for who hopped on the podcast this year. Uh, we wanted to have more, but between Brian's multiple illnesses and my move, we had us a bitch of a year, but, mm-hmm. I mean, we still plowed through as much as
0: we could. I think we maybe missed, what, two weeks total this year, if that? Yeah, if that, because you picked up with that Discord one. So, yeah, I think I think two 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 tops.
1: Yeah, I did a couple solos. You did a couple solos. So we picked up yeah. the slack for each other. We did a lot of that. And we also took the time to hop onto a few other channels mm-hmm. to do their shows. So uh, I was on a Gamer Looks at 40 talking about... Uh, Majora's Mask and it started at episode 40 but you can hear me on like the next six episodes because he actually like will take his interview with people break it up into different segments and then cut that into full episodes himself so he does an insane amount of editing on his podcast and production work no wonder he had to give himself a little mental health break from it so can't wait to hear it back but check my episodes out over there uh, we both hopped on to Reliving Retro and talked about Shadowrun. On the Genesis and the Super NES, and we yelled at each other for a good hour. Well, and Jim
0: lost. That's the important part. Shut your whore mouth. I did not.
1: <laughs> we also were on episode seven, 279 through 281 of Roast Mortem, talking about good old Billy Penn. We're on episode 14 of Video Ditch. Uh, my buddy Neil, did. we were really drunk uh, down to shore, so we did a toaster race. So that's up there. If you want to see that ridiculousness. What the fuck? Um, good old Lucas Lucas Hackers. Lucas Hackett, I cannot talk tonight. We're recording <laughs> early, and I'm out of my element. Uh, he made that awesome creator-wrestler match between me and Brian. Um, uh, is that, who won that again? Yes, you won that one, you
0: piece okay, of I, 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 You know I'm a man I of facts, I was not Jim. pinned. I did not lose that match. They, listen, Got the was lost it for me. Listen, am I, I'm just a man of facts, Jim. You know that. <laughs> Give me that. I like my facts.
1: Oh, you like your facts. All right. <laughs> okay, so I'm facts. <laughs> uh, I think Zab Crystal like molded together all of her secrets and like mm-hmm. things videos so we appeared in that one that was in this year. Uh we were on the Five Nights of Freddy's episode of Podzuki a couple weeks back. Uh we were on the N Squared podcast, uh, one of the big ones for his charity drive. Me and Nick did a lot of yelling at each other about AEW and CM Punk, and we talked about all other bunch of nerdy stuff. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh Wally Wall cakes is holiday special that just came out last week, so check that out as well. So yeah. Still made a little productive year out of it for ourselves.
0: Hell yeah. No, once again, guys, I mean, our guests who came on, people will have us on their shows. We always appreciate it. We've said many times, this podcast, at first it was just a better way to just get consistent content. But really getting to meet some of the folks we have, it's been great. So we really appreciate it. And we already have... A set number of guests already lined up, way better than we did ne- last year. There's a few shows. It might be just me. It might be just Jim that we might be hopping on to for next year as well. So, I look forward to doing it again. It's a ton of fun, and we love having you guys on. So, cheers to that. Oh yeah, definitely. And Brian, speaking of cheers, what are you drinking? Mm-hmm. So, Jim, I figure, even though I have whatever this bullshit is, um. I can't go out of the year not drinking and what better way to go out than the traditional mad elf. I mean, um, you know, whatever it's got honey in it. So that's got to count for something for your throat, right? Yeah. It's healthy. And if you've it's, watched it's like the this honey show, cold, Brian, same thing, really. <laughs> if you've watched this show, uh, Chances are, you probably know this beer as well as anyone. But for those uninitiated, it's 11%. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's got cherries, honey, and it is... If you're from PA, I feel like this or Golden Monkey are the strongest beers you ever first try. Like, it has to be... Hot devil, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that could be that, too. But but I think these two are like the staples. And, uh, you know, there may be some people out there who claim it's too cherry, too honey too boozy to me it's a it's the perfect winter beer you really gotta try it if you haven't but uh yeah i to want to close out the year on a good note chambers yeah nice one uh you know what shockingly i don't think i've had a
1: mad elf yet this year
0: you're gonna have to do it on friday
1: uh, i think you're right i do have a six-pack over here that's been sitting for a year so maybe i'll do it then stop, stop it. being a bitch <laughs> right it's my gimmick <laughs> but actually, speaking of beer sitting around for a while, I believe this one might have been a gift from you. Maybe at least uh, two, yes. possibly three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was always like, I need to find an occasion. I need to find an occasion. And then occasions would go by and I would do what I always do and forget. So I have got me the St. Bernardus Christmas Ale. Uh, let's see here. Christmas Ale. St. Bernard's Christmas Ale is, as its name implies, a typical winter beer. The dark beer is filled with winter cheer and feels like Christmas in a bottle, warm, cozy, and really inviting to enjoy together with friends or family, which is why I'm drinking it alone. Uh, St. Bernard's (laughs) Christmas Ale has taken a splendid dark brown color that is topped off with a cream-colored layer of froth. It's an intensely dark beer with full, yet slightly fruity flavor, overflowing with the taste of winter and zesty seasonal aromas. Any seed notes are complimented by hints of creamy caramel and fire-roasted chestnuts. The zestiness shows no signs of abating, pushing through to a magnificent finish of dried fruits and chocolate. Mm. In the heart of the West Flemish hop district, we brew a truly inspiring beer that fancies a lot of beer lovers. Special top fermented dark and light beers have been produced in our establishment since 1946, and they are acclaimed as best. Blah, 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 blah. I wasn't expecting a commercial. 10% alcohol. So, yeah. and you know what? Uh, It's an accurate description, even being as old as it is. It is dark as a motherfucker. The head was very thick and frothy as it was coming out. I mean, you can definitely smell the chocolate and the fruits and the aroma. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a bunch of different Cascade flavors in the mouth. Like... It starts fruity, it's also like it's got that really big winter warmer kind of mouthfeel. Uh-huh. Dissipates into some hops, but it's not like overly hoppy as like the fruit mixture kind of takes over again at the very back end. Um, yeah, this is a flavorful son of a bitch and it's not boozy at all.
0: Well, it's funny cuz when you j- sip it, you get that full warmth going down your throat into your chest. It it you know, as the name would imply with a winter warmer, like it you you feel the booze, but yeah, it doesn't taste boozy and uh all their beers are like I, I can't recommend them enough although the one i forget which one i don't know if it is just called their quad but it is the quad they make Whew, that thing I, I mean that is a sipper if there's ever one built but that's What's that, like, like an 18%er it's a yeah whatever it is it's uh, knock you on your ass percenter and it's it's meant for Maybe you have family over, you know you're not leaving your house, you're like, whatever. I'm putting on my slippers, I'm drinking this, and just going to be chilling for the rest of the night. But no, those beers are highly, highly recommended. Yeah, but, um, Chambers. I know we got to get to our 23 and 23, but the real question is, with Christmas and all the craziness, have you been able to play anything this past week?
1: Hell Fucking no, <laughs> haven't touched a goddamn video game at all. Just too busy with last minute Christmas shit. I have some friends coming in from out of town, so they're going to be staying a couple nights over. So yeah, it's a lot of real life getting in the way.
0: So glad I finished off my 23 knowing that I would have no time. Yeah, I, um, I made a valiant effort. I was like, you know what? Maybe I can beat Starfield before the end of the year. L- let me just try. And once again, the ship I have, like, I just, I don't think I have the right shit on it. It's just way too underpowered. So I was like, I'm just going to fuck around and play it again. Like, just keep it simple. I'll play it. Didn't work out at all. Um, granted, it's not the end of the year. I still have a couple days. But I feel like the next couple days I'm going to be busy anyway. So I think there's a certain... Uh, You know just a a feeling of like what whatever it's it's not going to get beat it is what it is hey Brian. Um,
1: there's a much shorter game that you've been working on for a long time that you probably could have beaten before the end of the year
0: might even still have some time listen jim we'll we'll get to that a little bit later we'll get to that don't you worry oh 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 really maybe maybe do we have have a surprise entrant we you'll see you'll see um, no, Push. I did not beat it this year. Don't uh, worry God about it. damn it. <laughs> just beat the fucking game. Maybe if it was good, Jim. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but no, uh, and, and I've talked about the last couple episodes, uh, with my son doing Fortnite and all these other things. <laughs> I've had to learn that. And, um, yeah, but just like you, busy as shit, I think most people can commiserate with that. And, and I think I want to make a bigger attempt to utilize my Switch more next year, just because... Yeah, the convenience factor of when my son is taking over my Xbox or my main gaming room, I'm like, maybe I can do that. So, we'll see. We'll see. Brian we'll
1: didn't see. have the pain of people taking over one or, the, one or two rooms in a house with a TV before. So, he wasn't forced into it like I was for, for years now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, I should, I should just be mean and say, no, you don't get to play. It's daddy's time. <laughs> yeah. Then
1: the fists come out, you get the belt.
0: That's right. Come on. That's that's how I was raised. That's what what, what you get, Jim. <laughs> but I think
1: you should be brand loyal and have like an Xbox belt. Just just you know, just so it. he knows it's Daddy's time.
0: <laughs> Damn it, Jim. But uh, you know, we'll talk about everything we beat this year. But Chambers, I think this we're closing out the year. Once again, we've said it many times, we are truly, truly grateful for all of our patrons. And I know this week we only got the one question, but going into next year, make sure, guys, get those questions in, because we love answering them. And if you're going to support us, we just want to be able to at least answer some things for you, give you a little bit of entertainment with that. So, Jamers, what do we got this week?
1: Yeah, uh, actually, I will do a quick litter warning. If you are in the car listening with your kids, skip ahead the oh. next five minutes. Ooh. I'm just okay. going to warn you with that right now. All right, let's do a little countdown. Five. Four, three, two, one. Happy New Year! Yay,
0: Brian! You got a kiss.
1: <laughs> Damn it! Kiss
0: me. <laughs> You're taking it, Jim.
1: Make
0: it pretty. <laughs> I'm dipping you. <laughs> <laughs> Wee! <laughs> I'm a happy
1: little girl. All
0: right. Anyway, Damn it. From Todd Howard, sucks. Tis this season. How did you find out Santa wasn't real? Ooh. I don't I don't know what great I know I was young and part of uh, having an older brother I think this is natural. Now my brother's like three and a half years older than me um, I think it was just hearing things in the neighborhood and I, I came home and I basically forced my dad. I was like Dad, you have to be honest and you have to tell me and this and if you're not honest, you don't love me. is Santa Claus real? He's like, no. <laughs> and my, my, my mom was like what the like you know she found out later. she wasn't happy but that, I that think,
1: sounds exactly like how a conversation between your parents would have gone down with that
0: yeah um i i honestly i i can't even think grade wise. like i was probably f- second grade third grade I, I i know i was like definitely under 10 but i don't know i don't know what exact age it was um it also didn't help. I, I had a brother who he was very good at manipulating me to do things that got me in trouble. Like he would wait till my parents were asleep and he would have me army crawl down the stairs and look at the presents and like right, put your things. mouth on it. Okay. Damn it, Chip. <laughs> that's not your that's your family, not mine. <laughs> you can deflect all you want, Brian. Okay. <laughs> so there was always like uh, things in my mind, like, oh, um, why are there presents here at this time? Like, like there, were, you know, things added up very quickly. So I was pretty young. I remember, though, by the time I asked my dad, it wasn't, like, devastating. It was like I kind of knew I just needed that uh, just to hear him say it. So, yeah, that was basically it. Yeah, I
1: don't, you, I don't think I have any kind of good story for it. I just think it was a kid in school, probably, like most people, for the most part. It's either a sibling or school. So for me, it was school. Like, my family's always... Like, I didn't tell my parents for a good couple years because the more I pretended Santa was real, the more presents I got. So, I milked that for all it was worth. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was probably just some kid in school. I remember also not being devastated about it. So, then again, it, mo- it, <sighs> most things... I'm kind of joyless in general, so most things don't get to me that way. But,
0: yeah. Jim, as I said, well, I think you have some, some revisionist history on yourself. You used to be a happy lad. And then... How long you been married? <laughs> look, Brian, no, mean... uh, you know X number of years ago, it all of a sudden you happy Jimmy went out the window. I don't know what happened. I'm right, just, I just saying have,
1: it's a new kind of happy, Brian. <laughs>
0: it's the happiness of companionship. That's what I like to call it. I, I guess the thing is, is like you know, we both have kids. I and I, you don't, you know, we both have nieces too. And I look at it like I don't know what that age is that. Kids really start figuring it out, but um yeah, like like you, you like you said, you've heard from people. Now I think I probably heard from kids, but there would also be a line in my mind when I was a kid, like, no, my parents wouldn't be lying to me, like you know. Or the kid that would be the little asshole that ru- ru- ruins it for everyone is probably also the shithead kid anyway. So like I wouldn't listen to it. Oh, but- my
1: parents lied to me all the time, where they would make me lie about things. So. That that would not have been a shock, but the Napoleon household wasn't a normal household either.
0: <laughs> Cleanest Doritos in the street. <laughs> That's <goddamn> right. <laughs> but no, um, that I, that is a good question. Um, I feel like I feel like I did have some friends that probably were a lot more devastated than I was. Like you hear about these stories. Like does it fuck with a kid's trust when they find out something like that? um probably
1: probably it's something it probably also depends on when it happens and all that crap too
0: yeah now what about did your parents do like the tooth fairy the easter bunny all that shit too I all of it so did you find out those before santa or once you figured out santa you figured out all of it i have absolutely no idea what i found out first you know, to be honest with you Hmm. interesting yeah Oh, no. I, I think
1: <laughs> I think I lost all of my teeth at a young enough age that I still was able to milk that for all it's worth. So by the time mm. I found out, I didn't really care. Um, Easter Bunny, I don't think I really cared that much anyway because, I mean, you're not getting that great crap. It's like, yeah, all the, the basket, yummy candies. There's some candy. <laughs> one year I got Pogs. That was a cool one. But besides that.
0: All right. All right. But yeah. yeah.
1: It's, a, it's a part of life,
0: Brian. Part of growing up to realize that everything fed to you is a lie. You know, I do have a certain amount of disdain, though, for folks that grew up with those traditions and are the type that, like, right from the get with their kids are like, we're not going to keep that going. That's all fake. And, like, just ruin it for them. Like, there's no kid enjoyment or magic for them. It's just like, no, it's all fake. I just buy your presents. It's like, fuck you. Like, that. I I feel yeah, like that's pretty like fucked just- up. Just let your kids be kids. Just let yeah. them
1: enjoy the dumb crap. Don't dress them up as politicians for Halloween. Just let them be fucking kids.
0: God damn oh it. God. And, and don't use your kid as a political advocate for your beliefs. I don't care what your beliefs are. Don't be those fucking... Be- let your kids be kids. God damn it. Fuck. Yep. Happy New Year.
1: <laughs> happy, happy goddamn New Year.
0: Do better. Do fucking better. <laughs> Stop raising assholes. But yeah, no, Jam- Jamers, that was a good uh, good question to close out the year. Oh, yeah, no. So <laughs> thank you,
1: Todd, and thank you seriously to all the patrons out there. I know we've had some come and go over the year, but that's normal. But even if you've been on for $1 for one month, we appreciate any little bit of support that you've ever given to Paige. We truly, truly do appreciate it. And like we said, we try to get the content out there to, you know, make it worth your money because times are tight. And, no. uh, yeah, so we'll try to be a little more consistent with the Krusty Corner. We'll try to do more bonus content
0: stuff like that hey here's hopefully to a better year next year hell yeah no for sure um chambers speaking of next year i want to talk about so um you know me i love my my ideas for us uh you know level 50 club 23 and 23 yeah thanks Um, for (laughs) that extra bit of stress every year brian thank you thank you for these deadlines (laughs) i tend to uh i tend to to can't just Surprising play casually. Them.
1: Can't just can't just play casually in between doing games for the page. No, 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 no. no. Got to put a goddamn limit now <laughs> on on the casual gaming. Now, got to strategize need, that crap.
0: You need a mission, Jim. <laughs> you are an unorganized. I need escape. Un- I need to <laughs> escape <laughs> besides booze. That's all I have left. Well, this year, I gave. I told Jim my ideas. We talked about it, so he he's not as shocked. Um, in the idea of keeping it more casual, but organized one of the things jim and i've talked about for years are the number of games we've played in franchises but never actually finished the franchise or the amount of franchises neither of us have even touched so i thought you know what why don't we just stick to next year being we're gonna focus on franchises and it's very simple the hashtag is already below it's beat five franchise so pick if you want to do more, you can. As long as there's at least three games in a franchise, beat the entire franchise. Once again, if you want to go through and rebeat an old favorite, you could. But I think you'd get more enjoyment out of picking a franchise that maybe you've only played one or two entries. Or you've never touched it all and you're like, fuck it, let me just go through. Um, when I was coming up with this, there was a part of me that's like, ooh, maybe I'll do re- redo Resident Evil again. And I was like, No. After after when we did those reviews, as much as I love it, I can't do that. That was a burnout by the time we were done that. I was so done with it. And I am a sucker for liking to see things all the way through. Alright, little interruption by my daughter, but um Yeah, so I I you know I was trying to think of things that I like to play all the way through. I do have ideas for franchises I wanna I wanna complete this with. But like I said, I think it would be a cool way. 23 and 23 was about experiencing new games. 50 was just a how many games can you beat? I already can tell you, I'm sure a lot of you will go beyond five franchises because there's arcade series, there's old classics, there's not many games. But like I said, test yourself. Try them out. Yeah, and no bullshit. The series has to
1: have at least three games in it. So, yeah, not asking a lot for three games, but no like, oh, game to
0: sequel. That's a free joint. And you know what? We'll get we'll give passes for like. All right, say you decide you want to do Mortal Kombat, you don't have to do all the offshoots. Main series can count. So it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna make you go through mythologies and all these other bullshit side things. I had to go through it. <laughs> so if if you do it, you can do it with just the mains, and and you don't have to do the sides. But you got You can't be like, well, I already beat these two last year like you got to start fresh this year um you know now i also i guess it's fair to say if you wanted to tarantino it you could do them out of order as long as you beat them all
1: i don't care about order do yeah Yeah. if you do it all good on you because we all have that one in a series that we're like oh i don't want to do this so it's either the first one you do or it's the last one you do
0: so we've all been there Now, Jambers, I know I did spring this on you before this episode, so it is still fresh. Mm -hmm. But when I said it, do you have a franchise in mind that you're like, ooh, I think I want to finally go in and finish? Actually, do. Rocket Knight. Uh,
1: The only one I've ever finished, and I'll talk about it later, is the one that was on 360. But, um, yeah, I mean, I played the absolute dog shit out of the first one as a kid, but I never beat it. So, like, Mm. And it's not a ton of games. It's only... uh, Four games total, I think. Okay. So I think it's very doable. So yeah, that'll be one I definitely put on there.
0: Okay. Yeah, I um, I will say I'll call it a spoiler for me. One I want to do, but I also really want us to do reviews of because I think it will just be fun. Is uh, the Duke Nukem franchise? Ooh. Because I have all those games. I've played all of them except for Duke Nukem Forever, The, the one with the terrible. Like development cycle, yeah, was that forever? Whatever one that is, yeah, yeah. I actually never played that, but 3D, I still put down, I like better than the original Doom. I it's my favorite first person shooter, especially of that era and that time. So, um, because it, yeah, I I mean, yes, I might have excessively given dollar bills and said, shake them, baby. (laughs) Also, also did that, yeah. But um <clears throat> so I hope you guys will join along as always. We loved how much you guys got into 23 and 23. Some of you absolutely killed it, like just like in level 50. Um, uh, but yeah, we want to hear when you hear this. Let us know. Jim will be obviously putting it out on Twitter. If you want to do it on our Discord, on our Twitter, even YouTube or anywhere else, <clears throat> all the links are below. So just use the hashtag beat5 franchise. And if you want, copy us because it's easier for us to see. Yep. Can't wait to see what, what uh franchises. The one thing I will do this time, gamers, that was just way too hard. I tried to do a 23 and 23 and level 50 was keep an accurate log of everyone's entries. And everyone's yeah. um Well, what I want to see is I want you to give an early guess. Do you think there's going to be a franchise that gets played the most?
1: Ah. Uh. There probably will. I wouldn't be shocked if, like, Dark Souls, like, showed up on there.
0: as one that, like, a lot oh. of
1: people went through.
0: Or, like... As, That's a tough goddamn franchise. It is, but, though. like,
1: there's only, a, like, a handful of games. There's, like, I don't yeah. know, what, like five Was games total? T- well, but, well, there's like well, three. Dark Souls is
0: only three. It's only
1: three. Yeah, and it, yeah. that fits the thing. So you could do Dark Souls, and then if you want to throw in Bloodborne and Elden Ring and Sekiro, you know, just for shits and giggles, you can, but you don't have to. Yeah, so, no,
0: you didn't have to, yeah. Actually, that... Ugh, I don't know. I was about to say maybe I'll. No, I can't. I can't.
1: Yeah, I mean <laughs> Mario, there's like too many games. Uh, Sonic, there's too many games. So I mean, you gotta be. You might have to be strategic about it too, or you can be a masochist.
0: The world is your oyster. Yeah. I, hmm, that has me thinking. Yeah. No, nah, those those would be too tough. Cause I'm like, is there? What is the number in the mainline Mario? Oh, How many games are there? Who
1: fucking knows at this point? Yeah. I mean, I like, guess if, I you, had to, even if you had to guess like the mainline games, I'd say 1, 2, 3, World, 64, Sunshine, Galaxy 1 and 2, and Odyssey, I guess, and Wonder at this point, I would say. Okay. Maybe 3D yeah.
0: World. I'm not entirely sure if that counts either. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's what I want, like I said. Let us know what your plans are and set little goals because I'm curious. Like, see if you can guess what five franchises you're going to beat. And your taste could change in the middle of it. But uh, let us know what you guys think because we love doing this with you guys. It's it's part of the fun of doing the page.
1: Yeah, we want to definitely make it something that's, like, doable for everyone out there too. Absolutely. But, Bri, speaking of trying to figure out things that you want to call, uh, did we possibly call something? The one little news segment, because just to gloat, and jerk ourselves off. Right, Bobby Kotick is gone as of three days from now. The 29th, he will be officially stepping down. I, I seem to remember during the initial talks thinking when everyone was saying, poo-pooing this merger, why it's a bad thing. I was like, isn't this the re- the, the one way you're going to get rid of the people you hate? Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Maybe, maybe it's a good thing. And then, you know, as it was going on, there's a report that's like, you know, there's no plans for him to step down. And one's like, see, see,
0: fucking see, fucking see. And then, oh, oh, oopsie poopsies, Brian. Brian. Brian, what happened? What happened? <laughs> I mean, Bobby Kotick and a lot of other high-level executives. Brian, Brian? pick up that phone because I fucking called it. How about that? Ciao. <laughs> sure. All right, calm your tits, number one. All right, This is my one win, Brian. How, how many times have I called you? This is why you get yourself in trouble. You overdo the shit talking.
1: <laughs> oh, tomorrow there's going to be a story that he's going to be on for another 10 years now. I'm going to have to kill myself. Yeah.
0: But uh, some of the other folks, I'm going to fuck up all these names Thomas Tipple, uh, Rob Kostick, Mike Yabara, and Yodolf sad will report to Matt Booty. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, and then uh, there, there's a, there's just a, a whole list of changes, but you know what? That you know, Jim, you did call it, and that's a thing. That's part of the good thing. We covered it last topic. I know we we kind of skimmed it, but we did talk about with the boys from not from not for human consumption. Um, the Activision just paid out. How much was it in legal? hundred some million, 200 some million, something like that. So. Obviously, lots of changes being made. I hope that makes people happy. I know you're never going to satisfy folks that are going to say, it took too long, da, da 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 At the end of the day, I guess the right thing was done. I think when we, we see things like this, though, the only thing I didn't notice is... Um, What do you think his payout is for this?
1: Oh, I mean, he's making a couple hundred million out of it. Easy. I think the early reports were between, like, what, 400 and 700 million he was going to walk away with. Something I mean, the devil's getting his due. It's not like he's not walking away a winner. So, but you know what? Sometimes you got to break a few eggs, Brian. So, it happens. Do you
0: think he's the type that's going to just go to another company?
1: I think it would be, see, that's where it's tough. I think he would gladly do it. But that would be a huge PR risk for any company that would take him on at this point. So I don't know. Do they say wham, wham, wham PR? Like you know, this guy's a proven winner. Maybe he made Activision a juggernaut. So uh, I would not be shocked if he landed somewhere, but also not be shocked if he never landed anywhere.
0: Well, with that—that's the heard- ultimate fence-sitting av- answer, isn't it? All right, I- I'm going to say I'm going to say he won't show up anywhere. I'll say that. I'm going to say to go in line with most of Sega's terrible ideas, he's the next <laughs> executive <of> Sega. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. That would be so funny. That would be the funniest goddamn thing ever. Brian, that, even or, worse. Or
0: PlayStation's been fucking up a lot. Maybe he ends up over there. Jim Ryan's gone. They need a new figurehead, Brian. I'm, things happen. I mean. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't
1: be Sega because they're still too Japan-centric, but yeah. how fucking funny would it be if he showed up there? And how, what twist of a knife would it be if Sonic games started to be good again after he came back oh, oh, my
0: God. That would be... Doing the yeah. impossible. So, I mean, I honestly, I, although I, I say this many times, we had many months, no more really talking about the acquisition or fallouts from it. I feel like this is the last piece of interesting news that could really arise from the whole acquisition. Like at this point now, the only what else is that- there
1: left. He was like the last big piece.
0: And yeah, like a bunch. And like the good news is a lot of like the lower level
1: and designers and all the people are seemingly staying as of now. It's all been upper level executive people. Like yeah. the only person I saw people being sad about leaving is Lulu Mesevery, however you say that, uh, communications officer at Activision. But, you know, you have vice chairmans of Blizzard departing and all this. So it's a lot. And yeah, yeah I mean, this
0: is what happens in mergers. So there you go. Hope they all get their money out of it. I said, I hope this brings some closure, happiness to those who felt affected by that leadership, and it's a good way to just move on. They're gone. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But Chambers, there's there's much bigger topic we got to get to, and it is it is the big episode because we've done this a few years. We we try separated every th- three years, I would say, where we talk about our top twenty favorite games. Um, See if they ever get changed. But this year, we got our roundup for 23 and 23. And as I alluded to at the beginning, I think neither of us thought this would be difficult at all. I think we went through level 50. What did we end in level 50? I was in the 60s or 70s. You were in 60, I feel like.
1: (coughs) Now I was at like 53 or 54. Were
0: you? Okay. I know we weren't crazy. There were some in the hundreds. But that felt like, oh. So twenty three felt like cut it in half. Like you're good. Um, yeah, like we had resolution games. I think I beat like two last year. Oh, I fucked my. I mean, I, I, I think I got six of my resolution games, but still there were other ones where didn't touch them. But Chambers, we got how many games did you actually? Did you go past twenty three? Or nope, are you twenty three right on the dot? Yeah. So I'm at twenty four, but the twenty fourth one, as you'll hear me say i'm counting it but you'll hear why it's like still like a meh game for me so chambers let's start with you what was your first game in 23 and 23 and what did you rate it on a through f scale all right uh well i'm sorry s through f
1: yep uh i'm gonna try and keep these quick because we're gonna have 50 games to go through so uh my first game tetris effect connected i played it on the switch i thought it was very fun uh it is a beautiful game, and, like, the sound design in it is awesome, how the graphics and the sound evolves with how you're playing and as the further you get in the levels. Uh, I gave it a B, and I only gave it a B because I really feel like I missed out on a lot of the experience by not playing it in VR. Like, this was super hyped up as, like, a like one of the killer apps for, like, PlayStation VR. And playing it on, like, a normal screen was good, but it definitely feels like I missed something.
0: Yeah. Okay. My first one was a doozy of a game. Marvel's Midnight Suns. So, as the follow-up of how much we couldn't stop talking about XCOM 2 and how much we loved it, obviously, this being from the same studio, I was like, this is going to be amazing. And it was. Um, It had a weird system of, like, a card-playing deck, which threw me for a loop when I first started playing it, because I was used to tactical sims at that point but like with this card based system now you were like almost playing like a magic style game with tactical which at the end it still worked out you got a whole bunch of different heroes to play as some interesting um you can choose only x amount of cards or powers you can you can play and the story was fine like i it's nothing that would really draw you in um there is a lot of depth there's a lot of secrets and shit to unlock, little side missions. Uh, but at the end of the day, I know I'm making it sound like I'm going to give it a bad score. I still gave it an A. Uh, it just didn't have that XCOM 2 S. Like, it, it, it was really good. I do highly recommend it. Um, but I would, I, I would think it's pretty nutty to give this an S tier. Like, there's something missing. I can't put my finger on it. I think sometimes I always am biased when... They kind of like give you an every person as your creative character and you mold it to what you want it to be versus really wrapping it around just the heroes. I feel like that never works in a game. And had they not done that and just focus it on the heroes, you know, and love, it would have been enough. But still give it a try if you if you ever get a chance.
1: Yeah, that's one I like to get around to eventually. Yeah. Um, my game number two, River City Girls uh, played it on the switch. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of switch on my list. But, uh, yeah, I talked about it before. It's a game that I played a little bit a couple years ago and didn't really like. I thought there was way too much dialogue. I thought the enemies were way too spongy. And it just lost my interest after the first level. This year, I gave it a shot again. It's very highly rated. And you know what? I wound up really liking it. Uh, It takes about, like, eight hours or so to get through. There's a lot of dialogue in there, which is fine. Like, it's goofy humor, but they did a really good job with it. Uh, the graphics are great, the control is great. Uh it's an A and it's I only gave it an A and not an S because I still think it somewhat overstays its welcome towards the end. I was just kind of ready for it to be done cuz it is a beat em up at the end of the day. But yeah, I mean it was super super well done. So, uh if you've never played it yet, I would say it lives up to the hype for the most part.
0: Nice. I did uh for my second game, The Mortuary Assistant, which was a hot game at the beginning of the year. A lot of streamers were doing it. It's the jump scare game of the year. Um, it is amazing how well they were able to cram in so many different scares. in such Puppet a Combo, s- right? No, no. This is some... I oh, don't really? know what the company was made, but it's like a first person, very creepy. I would love to see you play because I know you get some good screams out of you. Yep. Um, and I did it on stream and I even went back. And this is one of the few games where I went back and there's like a shit like six different endings and like a secret. ending, so I, I had to keep going back through cause I wanted to see it all and see all the jump scares. Um, really fun. If you like horror, if you like that suspenseful, uh, I'm weird. Cause I kind of like playing those games that keeps your heart beating like really fast the whole time. Um, I think the biggest complaint is if you know what you're doing and you know what you need to do, a run through the game can be like 20, 30 minutes but like you know if you're doing like i did it probably take you five or six hours you know it's gonna take you a while um i give it a solid b it's a definite one i would recommend to folks but i'm not gonna claim it's gonna be for everyone and it's certainly i don't think it has uh longevity unless they start releasing new content for it but it's a perfect little good scary game that if they ever make list of like top 50 or 100 best horror games it deserves to be on there nice uh my next game i hopped
1: into river city girl zero after the original and so that one's a weird one because it's a port of a uh it was a japan only super famicom game in the kunio kun series and it's the first time the girl showed up so they called it like the prequel basically way four did the port they brought it over they added new cutscenes and stuff like that my actual favorite part of the game is the title screen music because it's very like cheesy 80s Pat Benatar kind of vibes.
0: Uh,
1: But the game itself is like it's chunky. It's clunky. It's not terrible. Uh, It's like a bad double dragon, (laughs) like a lower tier double dragon kind of game when it comes to the actual gameplay. Like it doesn't play like a normal Kunio Kun. And um, River City Ransom. And uh, yeah, there's like these motorcycle sections which were a complete pain in the ass and you had to be perfect on them to get through them. And they, like, they turned, like, a quick hour-and-a-half game to, like, a four-hour game for me just of, like, how frustrated I got with it. Uh, But, yeah, it's, like, an okay brawler. But for the most part, I think it's a skip. But I still gave it, like, a C. Like, as a game, it's, like, fine. If you take the motorcycle parts out, it's perfectly fine.
0: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) My next game, one that Jim will, will cringe at very much, Shadow the Hedgehog for the PS2. For our now, review. Quick
1: aside, I'm so pissed I counted on level 50 after beating it one time when I had to go back and play it another fucking ten times to get the true ending. I should have just gave myself a little bit of credit for this year, but... No, 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 I didn't double dip like a little dickhead, like a stupid dickhead I am.
0: <laughs> I mean, Gemini... Thank and I- you, Drewski. <laughs> Thank you again for the support. I will throw that link below if you want to watch the review. Um, it's not Gemini's favorite. It's a very frustrating game, but there are moments that are like, they're okay, but I think the same issues Jim had with uh, Kid Chameleon, like this game. I mean, Jim went through like a, like a beast and got to see every ending and all the gazillion branching paths and everything. Right. I didn't just do that. I fucked up a few times
1: and went <laughs> the wrong way this stuff I already did, so I had to redo it all over again from the start. So,
0: so my experience was very casual with it you know like i beat it one time i was like okay like this is interesting i i you know um here's the deal it, it's a game that makes no sense you're like it's a sonic you know it's shadow with guns it's a shoot 'em. it tries to be a rail shooter at points then it tries to be an exploration then it tries to add in the speed moments like it's it's all over the goddamn place. And as I said, our review goes into a deep. But at the end of the day, I did give it a D. I didn't fail it because, there. you know what? If you are a Shadow fan, you are going to get every ounce of what you want out of it. Um, I can't ever recommend this game unless you are that diehard Sonic Universe fan.
1: Or you have to experience memes. If you have to experience memes. If you nice. have to,
0: do it. So it's a D. Um, I will never go back to it. I still have it for PS2. It's one of those games where I go, am I just going to resell this? Because I know I'm never touching it again. Um, so, yeah. It, that that was my third game of the year. All right. Number four for me. The Pal Cleanser, Brian.
1: Super Mario World. <laughs> never okay. played it. Ever. I mean, it's an S. It's one of the best games ever. It lives up to all the hype. Uh, the stupid Forest of Illusion threw me for a loop to figure out how to get the hell out of there, but... Outside of that, I mean, I have absolutely no complaints about it. Well, how can I?
0: No, that's an amazing game. Number four, a game that I've had wanted to play, so pissed I never played as a kid, Darkwatch for the PS2. It's a steampunk cowboy western vampire game that has all the charm of the the, the 2000s attitude and everything. Has uh, Rose McGowan as a Sexy vampire, and there's a sex scene with her. Like, it, there's a lot going on in this game. But the most important part is it plays so goddamn well, and it's so fun. You forget PS2 shooters are so underrated for like compared to modern shooters. If you're looking for a funky first-person shooter with some cool vampire powers and some really cool set um, pieces, it's a must-play. I gave it an A. Um, I recognize it's not quite S tier, but me personally I love the shit out of it. This is one I could see myself going back every once in a while being be like, ah, you know what? Let me fuck around with it. I highly, highly recommend you give that a try.
1: Nice. Uh, wow. Sexy. I never knew about this. Now I will have to play this. Uh, (laughs) it will be on the corner, Brian. (laughs) Future content. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, my number five, Mega Man 2. Uh, played it via the, what do you call it? Actually, so the reason I went with it is because I had this, like, delusions of grandeur of making this grand video because I bought this plug-and-play system. And mm-hmm. I wanted to, like, compare it to that, to, like, the original on the NES, to, like, the collection on my Xbox One. Uh, I just wanted to play it on the Xbox because, uh, you know, time got away from me. And, yeah, I mean, it's really, really good. The music's great. It controls great. E- great. Uh, <laughs> fucking we're fighting over here. Even though, like, you know, it's purposely kind of stiff and, you know, limited in how you can control it. Uh, Mega Man games do piss me off, and, like, The end gauntlet was like a paint balls and like the fact that the very last fight, um, spoiler for 35 year old game, uh, you can only beat with one of his powers. So if you don't have the power with energy, you're fucked, which is bullshit to me. So, I mean, I'm still probably giving it more hate than I should. I gave it a B. I think it's a very good game. It's just I don't love Mega Man games, but that's probably like the highest I would ever give any of them for the most part. Okay. I recognize it's better than I like it, but it's a personal B for me.
0: Makes sense. Uh, number 5, Last of Us. On PS5, it was the re- One of the Million Remastered HD Dick and Balls version. I don't know. Um, it, this is a game we talked about last week. It can either turn you off very early or if you decide to stick with it, you know what? It, it gets the praise it gets for a reason. It is an amazing game. Horror game. Story-driven game. Gemini both uh having daughters there's a daughter connection in this game that it'll tug at your heartstrings and you'll go like okay maybe that like if i was back in my 20s single i don't know if i would feel the same about this game but i will say once you get over how the initial game plays and you get into the story and everything goes on and you get into the intricacies it it sucks you in and you really enjoy your time with it so it's an S. It, it, it is a game that deserves it. Um, I wanted to, I don't want to say I wanted to hate on it, but I wanted to be like, it can't be this good. And then by the end of the game, I was like, you motherfuckers. So I totally get it that we talked about last episode. I was the person who, after the initial 20 minutes, put it away and then play it again for many years. So I, I get a lot of people turn away from this game. It just wasn't that for me. Um, yeah, that's one
1: I actually do have to play it. Would, would that count for the beat five? Because you can count the remakes on top they're of the, not, They're, the they're main no games? different.
0: There's only two games in the series, Jim. Damn. I, tried. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I know what you're trying to do, you son of a bitch. All right, maybe two years from now, I can sneak it in. Or I'll
1: never do it. But uh, yeah, my next one uh, another Patreon review uh, Fury. And kind of going with like how Brian said that like the story of the game and like, the atmosphere kind of sucked you in. I feel like I like this game way more than I should because it is a very tough game. It is an extremely frustrating game. It feels like at times the game's like fighting against you to like kind of screw you over. There's even a secret Easter egg ending that if you're not paying attention, your run is over. And I would be super pissed if I got stuck with that. But like, I'm a guy who doesn't really normally care about story in a game. And like when you piece together the story over the course of it, I was kind of like, Man, that's really cool, the idea that they had here. And even then, like, the one-on-one, like, it's basically just a boss rush. But, like, there's that feeling of, like, relief and accomplishment with everyone that you beat. and They're all, like, different boss fights, and, like, it's got that timeless kind of cel-shaded style, so, like, the look of the game will never be old. Like, it'll always, like, it's stylized. So, like, I gave it an A. Like, it's just a game that I found myself not being able to stop thinking about for, like, months after I played it. Even though, like, as I'm playing, I'm like, oh, my God, just let me finish this. But, like, I don't know. It just really left an impact with me.
0: Yeah. That'll, I'll get to that one soon. Because uh, <laughs> my number six was my palate cleanse. After a really serious games like Last of Us, I fucked around with Power Wash Simulator. It, <laughs> it was going to be my, like, whatever. And, God damn it, if it doesn't, you know, we talked about all these simulator games. Like, I never played the... Um, lawnmower one or any of these other ones but i you know what i totally get it as a game to turn your brain off and just do there is something so satisfying maybe that's why i watch all these goddamn videos about people cleaning carpets that are way too dirty on fucking facebook or restoring rusted lighters and shit. uh there is something satisfying about cleaning shit up. right that's that's part of a dead where it's like all right how the fuck do i fix this and make it work again without spending yeah money? um it, there are frustrations, there's like little moments that you're like, the fuck, I'm at 99%, there's one spec. The game does, uh, here's where I gotta give it all the credit in the world, it's like when you're in these like giant areas, they do section it off, so you know like this one's completely done, so I'm in this area, so there's like a little bit of like you gotta figure it out. Um, if you need something to turn your brain off, you could literally have music, podcast, something else on the side, and just fuck around it's 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 great i can't say it's great for its mechanics or anything else it's just a perfect turn your brain off so i give it a b and i know that's too high i initially thought of it as a c but i'm like i gotta be honest there was an enjoyment i had of picking up a beer listening to something and just doing this game so if you have uh games with gold i know it's free there i don't know if it's on playstation but yeah, don't spend a lot on it, but if it's free to you, pl- give it a try. Maybe you'll enjoy it.
1: See, that's a game that desperately needs like a dad mode difficulty where you hit like ninety percent and you're like, "Fuck it, good enough, good enough to me."
0: <laughs> Mission accomplished. Oh no, you got to get a hundred percent every time, Chambers. <sighs> All right, uh my next one, Game
1: Seven, New Pokemon Snap. Mm. So I don't have a ton of history with Pokemon Snap. I've much like Stuttering John Melendez, I have been a dabbler. Uh, I dabbled with it a tiny bit back in the day. And I thought I was like, it's cute, kitschy, fun. And had it in my back. I actually, that was when my daughter was really into Pokemon. So I thought buying this, it would be like an easy game. We could sit down and both play together, thing like that. And I brought it home and I was like, hey, do you wanna play this? And she said, no. So I said, well, fuck me. I'm gonna get my goddamn money's worth out of it. Thinking it was gonna be a super short game like the first Pokemon Snap. God, was I wrong? I think it was, like, 10 hours. And it fucking sucks. It's so goddamn bad. It's boring. It's frustrating. Like, it just seems to, like, not want to decide when you take a good picture and when you don't. Like, I could take the same picture four friggin' times, and just, like, an eyeball moving a cunt hair will be the difference between, like, a C and an S picture. Well, not a C, but, like, a one star and a three star. So, yeah, it was just, like, frustrating, and it was long, and you just... Repeat the level, same level so many times. It's cool that they had objectives, and it's cool that you can, like, evolve Pokemon and fill your Pokedex and stuff, I guess. But, like, it just never clicked with me. So, for me, it was like a D. Like, do not waste your time or your money on it. It's just boring. There's nothing there.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I've never played any of those, so I hear you. <sighs> Number seven, Fury. As Jim just said, for our review, we did it. Um here's the deal. I've played plenty of hard games and I'm fine with hard games, but the only area where Jim and I differed is like, I felt like I was just like, I didn't even feel accomplishment. I just felt like, okay, finally, I got through this fucking boss. Now, there are some that are, like I said, the third level boss and the uh, the final, well, not the final, but the guy on the beach with the paddleboard. Yeah. Uh, those were the two hardest in the game. And you know, yes, it, I will it, agree there. Yes. It, it's one of those things where I'm like, I guess I don't like, there was that weird juxtaposition of like, you do this and then you have these weird walking sections, which once you figure out you can hit one button and auto walk, that saves you annoyance. Um, yeah, those were
1: basically the exposition dumps and also yeah. loading screens.
0: And I did appreciate the, I'll call it twist at the end when you figure out what's really going on. Uh, that I, I th- Just to cut you off real quick, I think me being a dad and figuring and like you know figuring out the story,
1: it was like, oh shit, man! Like I mean, slight spoiler if you're ever gonna play it. Like this one guy basically jeopardizes the entire universe to be reunited with his daughter. I'll just put it that way. So I think that like hit home like extra hard for me.
0: Yeah, and, and I it's like I like that. This I've said many times. Cell shading may help a game's longevity because it is so unique. It's a style I don't like, though. Um, yeah, it is you've never very. I liked it really. No, and it's very like neon with cell shading. The music's great. I can't knock the music at all. It's a weird like funk techno mix. It's like funk
1: industrial kind of mixed together. Yeah, but,
0: like, um, but the mechanics itself are where I have my bigger issue because it's like there's enough time precision that's annoying, but then there is a delay in some of the shit you do which you have to compensate for. And I'm sorry, if you're a game that's based on time precision, you can't have a fucking delay on top of that, Um, which is where my problem came in. But you know what? I still gave it a B. I recognize it's a well-made game. Um, It's definitely not going to be a game for everyone. I think the the rate at which people gave up on that is real like after level two or three people were like fuck this game <laughs> yeah um which i cannot we blame
1: anyone for we got paid to play it so we had to force ourselves through it
0: yeah i'm glad we did but i do
1: not blame anyone for rage quitting that game
0: yeah um so yeah it's a b uh i won't recommend it to anyone unless you're someone who's like i would I- how this game doesn't end up on some of the toughest lists though will never make sense to me because i've seen them put cuphead and, I, and don't get me wrong, Cuphead is hard, but I beat Cu- Cuphead. And this game is more frustrating to me than that. So,
1: yeah. And it's weird. I'm the opposite. I never beat Cuphead, but I beat this. So, whatever.
0: <laughs> um, ah,
1: next up, continuing my streak of shit Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Fuck you, Sonic fans. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. The <laughs> game goddamn sucks. I don't care if it was good in 2000. The Sonic levels, you can come to a dead stop, which kills your momentum, which is supposed to be the fun. The Tails levels are just boring. And the Knuckles levels are stupid bullshit, because it doesn't tell you where to go. You just have to go digging and searching through these big open levels to find the fucking Emerald Bits. And if you don't do it in order, it just doesn't let you get the goddamn pieces like it did in the first one. It fucking sucks. I don't care how cool Shadow was in it. I don't fucking care. The game fucking sucks. Shadow is a better game, because at least in Shadow, it might be one bad version of a game, but you can get used to it, and you just do that. And it has some cool levels. It's not like you're fucking juggling between three also bad ways to play the same fucking game. Fuck that goddamn game. It's a D. I maybe should give it an F, but I think that would be being too biased and unfair, so I'm giving it a D. But fuck it. I did the GameCube version, too. So if anyone wants to cry about the Dreamcast version being better, I don't care. I don't. I highly doubt it's better enough. So it's a fucking D. Fuck Sonic Adventure 2. And fuck you, Sonic fans.
0: <laughs> <coughs> oh, Jim, I always love your hate of that game. Um, number eight for me is South Park Fractured Butthole. And um, when my wife got me the Switch when we had our son, she actually got that with the Switch for me. And I just never got around to it. And it's a shame because I, I said many times the original South Park game was on my top 20 favorite all times list. Definitely as far as funny games, hit it out of the park. I just, for whatever reason, never got around to it till last this year. Um, it still has great South Park humor, but the first game, was Stick of Truth, was so much sharper with its comedy. And this one takes like the superhero approach, which is like it's 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 fine but i kind of felt like i already did this game and there wasn't enough new where it like felt like oh this is really different there are some mechanics i will say that are changed changed the battle didn't they they did like now you have knockback back into people and it's more grid based so there's more strategy to it and there is like area of effect things like a lot more thought wasn't enough for me to go. This is amazing. Still though, I I would recommend it. It's a B, but it's a a B because those South Park games are all always pretty good. Um, but I would say if you are ever confused about which one you want to try first, Stick of Truth or this, go with Stick of Truth. That one the humor is just more on point.
1: Yeah, I mean like Stick of Truth made a huge impact, and Butthole like kind of came and went. So I kind of exactly you what you yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number nine, Fight and Rage. I played it on the PS5, um, it's been around since, I think, like, 2012, uh, it was part of that, like, early beat-em-ups revival. It's good! It's well-made! It's, uh, sprite uh, you know, pixel-based graphics, uh, the control is very tight, you know, simple control scheme, but that's all it needs to be. Uh, you can pick from a couple different characters, you have, like, 20-some different endings, I think at least a full alphabet's worth. So there's like a lot of replayability there. There's stuff to unlock. I thought it was good. Um, I don't know what kept me from thinking it was amazing. Cause I know some people who do think it's amazing. Like, you know, shout out to Hikari in the Discord. And you know, if it's one of those games that hits for you, then good, I'm glad for you. I won't argue it. For me, it was a B, very solid brawler. So if you have the chance to play it or see it on a sale, I say definitely play it.
0: Okay. Number nine, speaking of disappointing people, Horizon Zero Dawn. It's another one I had for the PS5 um, because I think when I got the whatever PS Network shit, it's the updated version. Um, I played it. I liked it. It's open world. But honestly, I feel like if you play enough open world games, you're kind of like, I get it. The story, while there is a really cool twist, which I won't throw any spoilers, um, it wasn't enough. The characters sucked to me. I I felt like, I I don't know, there was something very corny and cheesy about the characters in that game. And the overarching story was really excellent. And the gameplay mechanics are really cool. But it's one of those games where I got to a certain point and there was zero fear of like dealing with any amount of enemies. Shit that you should have been worried about. I was at a point where I was like, Uh, maybe if I turn it to whatever the hardest mode is. I I always play games on normal the first time around. Um, Maybe they're tougher, but like, I don't know. There was just a point where I'm like, okay, I just want to get through it at this point. And there there is a lot of game there. I still gave it an A. um, But our buddy Blade Blur was like, how is that not like the most amazing game? I was like, yeah, it just didn't do it for me. Like, it It didn't do it for me enough where it doesn't have me clamoring to play the second one. So that to me is like a sign of not probably the best game in the world. I do get that some people it it has its fans and I understand why. But an A tells you you should definitely pick it up and try it. But it's not going to be for everyone.
1: Oh man, our buddy Crooked was so mad when that lost out to Breath of the Wild back in 2017 for Game of the Year. And it's like, come on, man. You, you know you can't like, go against Zelda like this. But, I mean, it's hardcore
0: fans. They really love them. Some uh, The ones that loved it, I get it. I might not get their reasoning, but I, I get why they love it so much. Um, but, yeah, you've played an open-world game from PlayStation. You know what to expect.
1: All right, next up. Man, I am in a I am in a low right here. I mean, Fight Major's good. But uh, Golden Axe on the Sega Genesis. Uh, last year or no two years ago, maybe I played through Golden Axe 2 on a whim and beat it um, This is one. We did a long play like eight years ago of it something like that You know what I can forgive a lot of early Sega Genesis jank and I was willing to forgive a lot of the jank in this one so like I went with that mindset and like it's chunky it's clunky it's stiff and you beat death adder and But because it's a home port, they're like, oh, we have to give you a little bit more content. And this is where it drops points for me majorly. The Deathbringer fight afterwards. Complete and total bullshit of a goddamn fight. The extra level, the extra fight, pure frustration. And he has two helper skeleton buddies who are like stronger than most bosses in the game too. So it just turns into this complete like nightmare of a fight That just makes you never want to touch it again. And if I wasn't so fucking far invested, I would have never put myself through it to finish it. So, it's a D. It's very important for its time. There is some fun you can have from it. It's way better with two players. But that last goddamn level just barely makes it above a goddamn failure. I don't care. I don't care about its impact at that point. The game's... (laughs) Fuck that game.
0: (laughs) I love Angry Jimmy. Um... Number 10 for me, Luigi's Mansion, a game that I actually got a lot cheaper than I thought I would for the GameCube, complete in box, and that's the only thing that stopped me from ever playing it, honestly, is how long it took me to actually get a copy of it. And you know what? It's fun as shit. Surprise, surprise. The game everyone loves. Um, as the horror guy, like it, it's cute enough where like my son was watching me, he saw that I got Luigi's Mansion 3 for my birthday, so he wants to play that with me. Um, I give it an A. It's a solid game. It's definitely not S. Um, but if you're someone who enjoys the style and the goofiness, and you can just kind of take it as it is, like if you're someone who enjoys the movie 13 Ghosts, you'll enjoy the shit out of this game. Like if you can accept goofiness, you'll like this. It's not going to be a waste of your money. All right, Chambers. So we took a little break, grabbed more beers. Um, Ugh, I don't know if it's a good or bad decision to finish my Mad Elf. It's obviously delicious. I moved on to the Perpetual IPA, um, which, once again, you heard this podcast. You heard our show. You know we're big fans of Trogues, and the Perpetual IPA is one of the best ones in PA. So there's not a ton to say about it. Uh, it is 7.5%. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to regret this one or not, but I'm, I'm sticking with the decision, Jim.
1: I respect it. Are you
0: one Mad Elf in or two multiple? I, I kept it to one Mad Elf. I still plan on taking my NyQuil tonight, so H, I don't want to mix right. too much. Just drink more than do NyQuil. Listen, some of us have not, to you work can have tomorrow, the best sleep your so, Some of us have Yes, to <laughs> some of us have to go into the office tomorrow. Well, whose fault is that? There's a goddamn difference between going
1: to work on the week between Christmas and New Year's and having to go into the office but on the week between Christmas and New Year's, you motherfucker. Don't you goddamn guy have work tomorrow, mate? Jim, I got to
0: wake up. I got to get on my laptop.
1: You know, it's tough. Oh, God. You got to get the little piss triplets off your pecker. I know. (laughs) It's tough. It's tough.
0: Uh, The St. Bernard's.
1: There's this big bottle I got right here. Yeah. I mean, this is a goddamn tasty boy right here. Um, It was 1.9.4 ounces. And you know what? I mean, I'm feeling pretty good right now. That 10%. That kicked in well. Uh, It never got overly boozy, the flavors were always very well-balanced and super flavorful, whether it was cold or as it warmed up. It gives you different profiles on what's, you know, being pushed, depending on the temperature, but no matter what, it's still really good. So, yeah, this is, um... I'm gonna have to track this down again for next year, for Christmas. Nice. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for that gift. You're welcome, Jim. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, take it easy on myself, and I have a couple Coors Lights sitting here to finish out the night. Because I did my Heavy Boy, so...
0: Jim, why aren't you doing Bud Light? <laughs> I would if I had it. I don't have any in the house. <laughs> you just have hate in your heart, Jim. <laughs> hate monger. That's what I am. All right. So let's hear you about your number eleven. See if, number the hate, 11. if the hate keeps rolling. Nah, not this time. It's Tetris
1: on the Game Boy. So as I talked about all goddamn year, it's my second Tetris game on this list. Unfortunately, not my third. <laughs> There's a third one that I wish was on this list that didn't make it. But I played uh. so much goddamn Tetris 99 that I was like, you know what? I bet I could finally go through, you know, version B, difficulty 10, whatever that fucking max one is, and beat the game. And you know what? I did with minimal problems. I got the best ending that you could get in the game. <laughs> you bend the screen. I beat it. It's an S. It's an infin- infinitely pick-up-and-playable game on the perfect platform for it. But, uh, yeah, my... There's always that little asterisk of, brought to you by my Tetris 99 failure.
0: Ah, <sighs> Jim, I still don't know. I hate I myself. Ca- I still don't know if I count that game for you. But. No, you had
1: to goddamn count it. <laughs> well, that that difficulty uh, used to kick my goddamn ass before, and I was like, oh, I'm never beating this. Then I'm playing, and I'm just like, oh, it's a shame that this is like nothing now, with <sighs> all the pain that those goddamn Japanese have put me through. <laughs>
0: Well, my number eleven is Resident Evil Four Remake. Obviously, a very hot game this year. Um, Jim and I have said many times, although Resident Evil Four is always going to go down, unfortunately, as most people's favorite or the most remembered of the series. I don't. I mean, to be fair, it's one of the most important. Like it did. Oh no, 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 no! It is. I'm saying like, but you and I feel. The way I think there's a lot of us out there, but, like, that's where the turn... Like, people, like, I think to give too much shit to Resident Evil 5 is the turn to action. I'm like, by four, you were German suplexing people and doing goofy shit. I was like, don't act like you weren't already there. You were full Michael Bay mode with that game, except for the village at the beginning. Um, so the remake, I've already said, there hasn't been a mess with these remakes. I even was in the minority of the people who like Resident Evil 3 Remake. So, naturally, 4 remake was great. I have nothing negative to say about it. It's an S. It deserves the praise it gets. Um, I think it is better than the original because it cuts out some of the unnecessary shit. So, if you're someone who's like, I need to choose between the two, just go with the remake, in my opinion.
1: Well, all right. Makes sense. And you know what? Yeah, I mean, there's probably not that huge of a difference. There's stuff that you're missing out on anyway. So. Um, Alright, my number 12. Speaking of Rocket Knight from earlier, I played the 360 one, because that had been sitting on my hard drive for years and years and years. So, uh played, it's the one from 2010, it was like the last game that came out in the series. Kind of a divisive game, seems like a lot of people really hate it. Um I thought it was fun. It takes like, you know, two, two and a half hours to beat it on the normal difficulty. It's not like an amazing game by any stretch of the word, but... I thought it was fine. Like, a lot of people said it, like, deviated too far from, like, this series. And I was like, I don't see why. Because, like, you're still, like, you know, the Rocket Knight. You're still Sparkster with the jetpack going through, you know, platforming action levels. So, I thought it was good. Uh, you know, given that I'm going to do that next year, most likely, for my Beat 5 franchise, I'll have to play through it again. I'll do it on hard this time, I guess. Because, like, the only real, like, difficulty I had was in the final battle. And I might remember enough of it that it won't be a problem. So, mm. yeah, I'll do it there. But I, you know what? I still gave it like a C. It's a perfectly fine game. It's not special in any way, but it's not a disaster either. So, it's fine.
0: Okay. Uh, number twelve for me: Rewinder Die um, on the on Steam. This is a game made by Torture Star, which is obviously the publishing label of Puppet Combo. So the people who actually made it are called Comp 3. Um, If you know me, the shit made by Torture Star Puppet Combo, it's right up my alley. But I was also very fair last year. I didn't give a lot of them great scores. I just played all their games. Um, What I love about Torture Star, and this is no knock on Puppet Combo, the people they're picking to make the games are, like, they're in tune with giving you a good story that's not as crazy as some of the shit you see with, with uh, puppet combo games. It's an interesting little, like, uh, just throwback slasher to the 80s and 90s. Um, it is a fun game, not the longest, but a cool little story. I give it an A. Um, what the these Torture Star games are doing, I think, are so much more accessible by regular people, which is why they keep adding them to Xbox, maybe PlayStation, and even, I think, Switch and your phones. So these games are going to keep popping up more and more by Torture Star. I don't know when Puppet Combo themselves are going to make another game because it's been a little while, but it's one I would definitely recommend if you can accept the PS1-style graphics. Just optimize for today's day.
1: All right. Sounds good. Uh, next up, probably the one that Brian will hate the most on my list there's a lot right it is time for snoopy's magic show on the game boy i don't count it i don't count it. 150 levels brian 150 levels and half the levels take
0: one minute it's easy
1: it no fuck you it is not (laughs) all right there are some that had me ripping my goddamn hair out it is a pain in the balls and when at the halfway point when spike comes into the picture And he starts to just run after you and try to kill you the entire goddamn time on top of the stage obstacles. (laughs) You know what? There's nothing there in terms of presentation, the music. There's only a couple tracks. The graphics are bare bones. Uh, It has nothing to do with Peanuts, except it is a puzzle game that they just slap Snoopy onto to sell more games. I totally get it. But you know what? Right. I think it's fair to say we've both said this before where puzzle games live best on portable handhelds.
0: Oh, yeah. If you have a if you need a console for a puzzle game, you're already fucking up.
1: So it's a game that's made for the system. I gave it a C. You know what? I had fun with it. It's got its flaws. It's bare bones. But for a fun little what do you call it? Puzzle game that will give you a good challenge in the last half of the game. Solid game. And it's super stupid dirt cheap, too. No one knows about it. So if
0: you need to fill out your collection with something, there you go. Okay. Um, a game that was on my radar as a, my digital shelf collection, I'll call it. Stories Untold. Um, it's one that I feel like flew under a radar. It's an episodic horror adventure puzzle game. I don't know how to describe it. It's like if you watched an episode of Black Mirror but played through it. Um, so there's four episodes, but they're all, they all, they all intermingle with each other. You don't realize it till the end. Um, but like the first one is a text-based game where you're playing on, um, an equivalent of like, uh, an Amiga or something, or like, like, like you're you're on this, like, they call it a Futuro 128K plus two computer. So it's a text-based game. Nice. Nice. But then you end up like realizing some of the shit you're typing in is happening in real life. So then it goes on to like you're doing a lab experiment. And then you're doing you're like in the Arctic and and there's like weird it, it's it's so weird. I can't give much away because it will give away too much. Um it is one since it is text based, story based, you gotta care about the story. But if you're into sci-fi stuff. You will really enjoy this. So I gave it a B. Um, as a solid five or six hour game, depending on how quickly you get through each chapter, I think there's a lot here to enjoy if you want something that's not of the norm for games you play.
1: Nice. Um, my next one. Talking about power Clans. Super Mario Odyssey on the Switch. Uh, this is one that I had started a couple years ago, got a couple levels in, and got frustrated on that stupid part that I really should have figured out quicker than I did. But yeah, I put it away and played other stuff. So, went back to it this year. Uh, you know what? This is a game that, like, got me through my move. Uh, like, I was staying at a friend's house. This was the one that I was popping in as, like, you know, I got home from, like, fucking painting a room or doing some goddamn endless work. And, like, the game's a goddamn delight. Um, Like, you know what? The If I had one criticism about the game... I think it peaks at the middle point. Like, New Donk City mm. is one of the best levels in a video game I have ever played in my life. And it's unfortunate that that's, like, towards the latter middle half of the game. Mm. And, like, not to say the levels after it were bad in any word sense of the word, but, like, they just didn't live up to that. But, I mean, it's an S. There is so much content. There's so many unlockables. You can do all the moon challenges to really challenge yourself if you want to. The game itself is super fun and approachable. There's just there's so much to doing it. It's a delight. So if you haven't played Odyssey yet for whatever reason, play it.
0: Nice. Um, my but our buddies, I should say, um, Retro Room. <clears throat> they uh, help publish this game, Batty Isabella. and I purchased my copy. I got the legit little uh, game Game Boy disc. However, I also got a key for a PC because I want to record the footage. Um, and yeah, Jim and I, I think, talked about this a few times, because I know it's a game he beat as well. Uh, yeah, I'll talk about that a little later. Yeah, it's a fun little point-and-click adventure. Uh, it's very stylized. It's like Elvira meets Vampira. You're in this house. What I like is the puzzles aren't, like, there's a lot of point-and-click where you're like, what the fuck do I need to do? And it's not that at all. It's not overbearing. It's just, it's a fun little time waster, especially if you like that kind of style and and horror motifs i'll call it so um i gave it a b it's one that i would say if you're into it uh, we actually recommend it i know our friend z she picked it up and enjoyed it so it's a game that like you have to obviously like the point and click style and recognize it is going to be a game boy game so you would think how does that work but it actually does work so if it's a style you're into and you want to support an indie developer i'd highly recommend giving it a try
1: Nice. Uh, my next one, Game 15, uh, Century City. I played it on the Switch. I did a full review. It's one of these games that we got a review code for, so I was like, yeah, I'll talk about it. And I got sucked in. I played it. Uh, I did get the bad ending because it's one of those ones where you have to have perfect scores in all the levels beforehand before you can get to like the true ending. So you can say caveat there. And if you do, I don't That's
0: care. That's most of Jim's left, Let's go. That's on. fine.
1: That's fine. That's fine. Go fuck yourself. But you know what? Uh, very fun, very challenging puzzle platformer. Uh, one of those ones where if your enemies see you, they kill you in one shot. So it's like, you know, very Blade Runner inspired. But I do think it's a good time. It's a relatively cheap game across all the platforms it's on. So, yeah, uh, if you can see it, especially on a sale, I would say pick it up. Like, it's not Game of the Year material, but it was. I had a lot of fun and way more fun with it than I expected. Okay. Uh,
0: so for the score, yeah, I give it a B. I'm, I'm even getting drunk, even though it's faulty entry. <coughs> it's what? It's a faulty entry. What? If? Fine. Like I mean, like four year games.
1: <laughs> two, 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 two. Jim's Bug nineteen two. of twenty three. <laughs> twenty three minus two is twenty. One, I Ryan. said,
0: but I said four. <laughs> yes, but you're wrong. So my next game, uh, my number fifteen, was another one that I've always wanted to try. It's a Metro 2033, which has obviously a very big world behind I still need it. Need to
1: play that. Yeah,
0: yeah, and you know what? For a fucking 2010 shooter, it holds up so goddamn well. Um, the weapons are unique. The guy, I'm gonna fuck up his name. It's obviously based on the stories from Dmitri Glukoski. I, it's it's, it's just Moscow, about Moscow. yeah. It's basically about uh, the survivors of nuclear war that took place in the metro tunnels of Moscow. There's mutants, there's monsters, and it's it's just very cool what it goes into. It's very steampunkish, but post apocalyptic. And there is a little bit of a fantasy element, I'll say. I don't want to spoil. Um, I just, the sets you fall in love with if you like that style and you're tired of traditional, like zombie post apocalyptic shit. Um, I don't know. It's just, it was just a different feel of a game that I never got tired of playing. And it does make me want to play the next one. I think it's called Retro. Um, definitely a great game i gave it an a the only reason i couldn't give it an s is it's one of those games like you play and you're like i get it i'm probably don't need to go back to it anytime soon but i really enjoyed my time with it so definitely a solid a
1: and i think that's one of those ones that only has like three entries so for next year if you've never
0: played these games might be a good one you should definitely try it i'm actually pissed i just finished it because that would have been one i would have done this year
1: yeah, like, I'm kind of in the same boat with, like, River City Girls because there's three games in the Girls Series. There's zero, one, and 2.
0: And I want to play
1: 2 to finish them off, but that's, like, 1, it's 12 hours, and 2, I don't want to go through the other ones again. So, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, my game 16, Kirby's Dream Land 2. So this was one that I almost had on level 50, but I was playing that on my legit cart, and the battery does not save anymore. So I hit a part, thought I saved, and oops, all gone. So, this year, I went back. It was on the recently added Game Boy uh, thing on Nintendo Switch Online. It's another one you can call questionable because I did not go back to get the good ending. I settled for the bad ending because I didn't get the As Jim's tend to be. Yep. Shut your fucking whore mouth. <laughs> but, you know, here's the thing with Kirby games. I like Kirby games, but I can only do, like, one a year. Because, like, I play them. I go, I get it. They're fun. They're not the hardest games in the world. But, and, you know, it's fun to absorb all the powers and go through them. But I don't know. Something about Kirby games never, like, super clicked with me. So, like, I just didn't care enough to go back to get the best ending. So, it's, it's like, it's still fun. And I still, like, I gave it an A because, like, for a Game Boy game, it looks great. The soundtrack is fantastic. It's so cool that you can have all these things you can do. But, yeah, it didn't keep my attention up to be the yes that most people would give it.
0: The fact that you gave Mega Man 2 a B and you're giving this an A. I don't like Mega Man games.
1: They're all bullshit and 2 is the most suggestible. it's so much better
0: than any Kirby game, period.
1: Debatable. Debatable. There's so much (laughs) bullshit in Mega Man games. Artificial bullshit for artificial difficulty in Mega Man. You
0: just like sucking. That's why you like Kirby. That's it. I like what I do best. (laughs) (sighs) Well, speaking of sucking, number 16, Body Harvest. A review we had to do. Which, Jim right. cop- copped out the good old motion sickness, and, and he was too busy. Which he was busy. I was moving. I was moving then. He, Fuck you. I started was. that, and I was moving. Um, I mean, there's the problem is the game is crazy ambitious, and the game, you know, if you want to give it unique points, the being the progenitor to the Grand Theft Auto, like there's a lot that you could say is interesting about the game. And then you actually play it and you go, "What the fuck?" Um because there are moments that are like kind of cool. And if you love sci-fi, you love Starship Troopers and all that shit, there's there's moments you're going to be like, "This is this isn't bad." Um but when you play through the entire game and you realize just how frustrating it is and the fact that fucking save points are 40 minutes uh, separated from each other and that that's a too-
1: bi- that's the biggest killer.
0: Like, if there was just better saving, it probably would have gotten higher for me. But I still tried to, you know what? I look at the score I gave it because I I wrote my scores after I beat the game. I gave it a C. If you ask Brian right now, my recollection, I would give it a D all day long. But I'll go with that old Brian and say it's a C. Um, We have the review. I'll put it in the comments below.
1: There's probably enough you thought was cool before you got really angry at it.
0: There, there's enough of it where I, I still recognize there, there is merit and there are people that are fans and defenders of this game but my god it aged like bad shit like there's nothing I can say where it's like I would suggest going out and getting it has one of the coolest covers for the N64 but man that game just nah you can avoid it altogether.
1: right does actual shit age better because
0: eventually it just gets hard and stops stinking you can just throw it out but what if you crack it open and there's still some stink pellets? In oh, there? my
1: God. That is a nightmare. Like, <laughs> oh, if you try to pick up an old turd, like an old dog turd, and it breaks in half. Yep. Oh, my God. It's ten times worse. Exactly. <laughs> uh, my number 17, Limbo. Played it on the Switch. Mm. For, uh, what do you call it, that and inside were super cheap on one day on a sale. So, I decided to play it. Um, I mean, it's great. Uh, there's a reason it was, like, you know, such a big game at the time. Uh, It's just a puzzle platformer. There's no offense that you can do. It's all about figuring out these little puzzles. It's super moody. Um, All this story is basically told through my context of the game itself. Um, Yeah, it's awesome. Some of the puzzles had me ripping my goddamn hair out because I'm stupid. But, you know, it's a game you can beat in like three, three and a half hours. And it's purposely bare bones in terms of you know music and uh graphics but it's all about the ambiance that it builds I gave it an A like I like it's it's like like I don't consider all games to be art but I would say Mm -hmm. like that this is a game that is art
0: alright chambers so my number 17th is one you played last year and you love the shit out of which I did as well blasphemous um Uh, uh, pretty damn amazing metroidvania uh i think if i had any complaints about it it's the checkpoints and the fast travel still weren't that convenient there was a lot of like oh fuck i still need like if you're someone like me who is trying to get all the little secrets then there is a lot of a lot of backtracking and a lot of like oh let me just try this thing here and try this thing there there's no like obviousness sometimes which shit you have to use in areas yeah. um but putting that aside the combat the look the sound there's nothing negative to say so that's an s tier game all day it definitely made me excited for did the second one come out this year or is that coming out?
1: actually year? what do you call it good friend of the show pam from cannot be tamed uh, she had it in her metroidvania review list from this year so apparently it's been out so i'll probably do what i did before i'll probably just wait i'll get the physical next year when it comes out and then i'll yeah. play it then but i'm super yeah. hyped for it now brian now, the real question did you get the best ending
0: uh what was there three different endings something like that. i don't i, I think don't you know had the 100% if
1: I... to get like the really good
0: ending i don't think i got the perfect but i got a good ending, but it's not the... Yeah, it's not the... Oh, look, you didn't I, do everything to get the best ending. <laughs> oh, look who's the gym now. Look at this. Look. You got Vindicated, <laughs> and it feels so good. Jim, you included a Snoopy puzzle game that took you, like, an hour to beat. More than an hour. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and the amount of your bullshit games versus blasphemous. I forget how long, but that's a pretty long game. So don't you dare. Don't beef there. you dare. There's some dare, beef. don't you put Vindicated Mega Man 2 below so Kirby? Fuck so Mega you Man, you can't games, feel good. Big
1: <laughs> artificial bullshit in those games. Fuck that. You also
0: hated on Sonic Adventures. <laughs> Goddamn right I did, and I'll go to the grave. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Let's hear your other bullshit entries.
1: <laughs> Number 18. Much like Brian, Batty Zabella, Buddy Roo. Love the man to death. He Help publish this game. I thought it was fun. And you know what? I'm not, like, a huge point-and-click kind of guy, but I really appreciated how it's not an overbearing one either. Like, you can only really <coughs> hold up to three items at one time. So it's not like you're, like, circling through, like, dozens of items but be like, what the fuck do I use here? There's still stuff that, like, you're going to have to keep an eye out for or, like, future-proof yourself for and, like, be like, I'll probably need this later on and, like, Like, I was actually writing notes down on a piece of loose-leaf paper, thinking, I will probably need this later. So, when it came up, it was, like, really cool. Um, I enjoyed it. Not, like, super-duper long. It was, like, what, an hour and a half to beat the whole goddamn thing? Um,
0: Uh, Yeah, I think...
1: I thought it was a little longer.
0: But, but, yeah, it could have been roughly that.
1: Yeah, it might have been a little longer. And there's actually, like, a super-secret, like, room that you can go to, which, Mm -hmm. um... I'm not going to spoil it, but you have to, like, go through and get, like, all these, like, you know, little tarantula items that you can collect, but they're event based, so if you missed them, you miss them. So, but I will say, it's very cool, the thing that they have, uh, as the secret unlock, because it's very close to Brian and I for this arcade mm-hmm. game. So, no, it's cool, and I really did, like, like, the humor was, like, hit or miss, but I still thought it was pretty good in general. And there were some parts where I was, like, oh, man, they drew some really, like, kind of fucked up artifacts in this game Mm -hmm. and it's like actually like there are boss battles and a point and click which I've never seen before so I gave it a B obviously it's a point and click it is what it is but I think the positives outweigh the negatives I also have the actual cartridge and box in my collection Um, I think it's a very cool game and it's definitely one you should support
0: number 18 or go to
1: its itch.io and play it for free if you want to whatever
0: yeah but support them yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Number eighteen, Mortal Kombat One, a uh, very anticipated game for myself uh, as a huge fan of the Mortal Kombat series. Feel like they could, they haven't had a miss since nine, and um, this game is fine. I, I can't say <clears throat> for how much I've praised all the story modes from the previous Mortal Kombat games. This one, I kind of feel like they were just kind of phoning in. It didn't, it didn't wow me. The whole cameo system... I've never been a big fan of the tag aspect in games. Like, Tekken Tag Tournament, the Marvel vs. Capcom... Like, shit like that, I don't know. Like, there's something I'm not a fan of with that. And while it does add a layer of depth to it... And interesting combos and finishers and whatnot... I don't know. It just kind of takes away from it for me. And the cast of characters they chose are so fucking weird... To have, like, Tanya and Rico and, and these, like... Yeah, why is Tanya in a prequel? That's weird. It, sh- eh, I I don't know. they You know, I also I have a major problem, <clears throat> and I'm not saying it's directly because of Marvel, but the amount of multiverse shit now in everything is so overdone. Like, I hate that that's a thing in everything now. It doesn't matter what the media is. I'm so tired of multiverse Brian, shit. Brian, just,
1: just say it's Marvel's fault. It's okay.
0: I think it is. I don't know what happened okay, Brian, with multiverse submit. before that, but I'm tired of it. I'm so tired of it. Um, It was an interesting way to try to get multiple Luke Kangs and multiple Sub-Zeros. I was like, uh, okay. But it just, I, I don't know. Um, I haven't. I don't play online with any of the Mortal Kombat, but from a story mode and the core of what the game was included with, I gave it a B. Um, it's probably the lowest I've given a modern Mortal Kombat game. It's still fun, and if you like Mortal Kombat games, I don't think you'll be really disappointed, but if you were to stack it up against 9, 10, and 11, it's definitely on the lower tier. So, yeah. Hey, disappointing. But well, I mean, I don't
1: know what I was expecting going into this. Game 19, <laughs> Rival Turf on the Super NES. Oh, boy. Um, so I played this because I was like, man, I need to start filling out this fucking list before the end of the year. And uh, it's on Nintendo Switch Online on the Super NES version. It's a beat-em-up. I like beat up, so I'm very forgiving of them. Fuck this game. Fuck everything about this game. The hit detection is awful. The music is awful. The weapons do nothing. Um, the only thing it had going for it at the time of release, because it came out like shortly after Final Fight, is that you could do two player co op. But fuck this game. It's a disaster. Brian, I've played some dog shit this year. I played some dog shit last year. I never gave any game an F. I'm Ooh. giving this an F. Ooh. This game is a disaster. Stay wow. far away. Never. D- and all three of the games are on Super NES Online. There's Rival Turf, um, uh, fuck, I have the Peacekeepers, and one of the other ones. Uh, Brawl Brothers. Apparently, they're okay. better. Uh, I started to play a little bit of Brawl Brothers. I was like, well, they say it's better. And I played like for two minutes. I was like, no, fuck this. Like, it feels <laughs> like it again. Like, I can tell it's a little bit better, but not better enough. No, fuck it. No, n- never, never play Rival Turf. Ever.
0: <laughs> Jim, so you didn't like it. Uh, you know, you know, it was, it was cute. So here's my first entry and you'll see the integrity between me and Jim. Uh, I decided I played stream... through rival turf. God damn it. <laughs> I have integrity. <laughs> I decided to stream. Uh, I found these fan made horror games, uh, by it go... He goes by eight bit slasher. I don't know his real name.
1: You wouldn't um... know Rue. If not for me, I have integrity <laughs> and I support the
0: little guy. <laughs> Fuck you. (laughs) Well, this little guy started making these... You wouldn't know (laughs) 8-Bit
1: Slasher if not for me, so fuck you again.
0: (laughs) This is actually true. Um, But it was under Fista Productions, but yeah, 8-Bit Slasher. He made four games. Friday the 13th, Return to Camp Blood. Halloween, October 31st. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Son of a Hundred Maniacs, and Candyman, Be My Victim. I streamed all four... uh, you know what? Like considering the fact that you realize these games were made starting with a kid when he was 15, and he took it till, I think Candy Man, he was in his 20s. Um, he did them in it's, like
1: the 90s, right? When he bet.
0: Ba- yeah, very, very long time ago, and they're D made. You can play them on the NES if you actually get the carts. Um, I played them on PC and streamed them, and you know what? There is a love letter to each of those movies. There's enough little, like, Easter eggs from the movies, but they are extremely simple. They're flash games. There's, like, I can't be like, oh my God, it's amazing. But for all four of them, and the fact that you can play them free from, um, itch.io. Oh, it,
1: they're on itch.io? All right. <coughs> yeah. But they, they were are. on, like, his personal website, too, I guess. Maybe you can get them from itch. his
0: church. Ter- yeah. yeah. You can get them from either place. Um, So I combined all four. TJ actually was like, you should count each one as its own game, like Jim would. But I was like, no, (laughs) I'll I'll give all four as one entry. He's right. I I know this is going to seem mean. It's still a C. Like, in good conscience, I can't claim they're great games. I can't even claim to recommend them, unless you're a real diehard horror fan of these franchises, or you're looking for something goofy. Each one, I will say, some of the difficulty, like by Candyman... It was way more difficult than I thought it was going to be. And there's nice little Easter eggs to the previous games in each one. I love that stuff. So a C is like the level I give for the normal folks. If you're a big horror fan like me, I enjoyed them probably at a B level. But C is really in good conscience where I can give it. So terribly impressive. I couldn't make these fucking games. So 8-Bit Slasher, great job. I hope one day you decide to make something else. Oh, yeah, for, like, a fucking 15-year-old kid. He made some cool shit. Yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, my next one, number 20, the House of the Dead remake.
0: Yeah.
1: <sighs> <laughs> Man, like, when I was a kid going to the movie theaters, like, there are those games in the, the arcade of the movie theater that I was always go to. It would be, like, Time Crisis, maybe a Tekken, and House of the Dead was always one of them as well. I really, really wanted to like this more than I did, but like it's the same crew that did the Panzer Dragoon remake, which I also didn't like, but I didn't get far enough in it to have to force myself to beat it. And it's not like playing through House of the Dead takes super long because it doesn't. But something just felt so off the entire time I was playing it and I was so goddamn disappointed. And it's still like a year and a half, at least a year since it was first released, this remake. And it still just like felt wrong for whatever reason. Um, I know the switch might be slightly worse performance wise than the other versions, but I've never heard anyone talk up any version of this game. So I'm not going to think I'm missing out on that much by playing it here. But yeah, I mean, look, the biggest thing going for it is it's still a house of the dead. So you have that goofy fun and like, you know, if you put it on the TV, you kind of had the motion controls like a gun with this joy cons. But outside of that, it's still a D. It's still just, like, it's it's a mess, and it should not be a mess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that one, uh, between hearing you and gaming off the grid talk about it, took any uh, window on my sales to try it out. So
1: Yeah, even, like, I like for as much as you fapped the horror, you would not have fun with
0: it. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, speaking of games, though, horror shooter... One that's flown under the radar for me forever, and I'm such a fan of Doom uh, clones, I'll call them, uh, that Blood is a game that I just never knew about, heard about, and then I decided, you know what, I actually had it on Steam, like, I think I bought the whole Blood, like, all the games. Uh, Have you ever played that? No, never did. Heart... The thing I always forget about Doom and Doom Clones is how goddamn long those games are. How many chapters and levels there are. In Rather called Boomer games. shooters. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what they're called. My God. I always. My memory of Doom and like Duke Nukem 3D is like, oh yeah, a game I could be in like two hours. Fuck that. Nope. These nope. games take nope. forever. But um, like shooters of that time, this one is more of a. I want to call it like medieval and you have some really interesting weapons like you have a voodoo doll you can stab which fucks people up but a lot of it is your basic double barrel shotgun dynamite tommy gun so um you're going against a lot of like these demons who like fucked you over because you yourself was a demon so you're a demon hunter it's so much fun but it is terribly long so if you can't deal with how long it's going to be I'll warn you, you know, you might not enjoy it. Me, personally, I love these kind of games, so I gave it an A. My biggest knock is how long it is, and after some point, considering how many levels there are, you cap out with the experience of guns pretty early, so now you're just kind of going through and fucking everyone up with the best guns almost all the time. So that can get a little bit repetitive, but still, definitely try it if you want to waste 10 to 12 or 13 hours
1: nice uh my next number 21 musha on the genesis uh one of the like definitely one of the most expensive games on the genesis probably my most expensive game in my collection um you know what it is awesome though uh they wound up making it's an early game for the system they wound up making a heavy metal soundtrack for the sega genesis uh Beautiful big sprites and graphics in there. Big boss battles. Uh, very, very fast-moving action. Multi-layered parallax, parallax scrolling with the backgrounds. Like, they pushed the system to what they could in 1991 for what it is. Um, yeah. I mean, it's awesome. It's an S. Do not spend the money for a cartridge because no matter how good a game is from that era, for how rare it is, for how old it is, for how cool it is, No game is worth that kind of money. Uh, This is one for whatever reason I wanted for my collection, and I bought it eight years ago for probably a third of the price that it goes for now. But even then, I would say, you know, pushing it then definitely not worth now, but it's still a very cool game. Emulate it however you can. I believe it's on the uh, one of the Genesis minis, like one of the Japanese ones and it might be on Switch Online, maybe not yet, but however you can do it, just emulate it.
0: Yeah. I still don't believe it's that good. I think you just still have the, you own it, so you love it, but we'll oh, see. Oh, no, I'm definitely trying to
1: justify my purchase points here, <laughs> but I will 100% <laughs> believe that. But you know what? For the price that it is, at least it's really, really, really fun and good.
0: So, uh, my next one, Alone in the Dark, the original game. Uh, the the game that inspired the engine behind Resident Evil, the reason we had tank controls. Uh it obviously has its own love and fan base and you know, it's a crime it took me this long to play this. Now, I I will say I played it on Steam, so I can't say how it was back when it was originally released. I'm shocked at even with the tank controls and how they were, how smooth the game was. Um the soundtrack is actually really really well done and it has all the goofiness you would expect of a game of that type but it also has some moments of like legit like oh shit like okay like there's some legit gore and horror into it um I gave it a B I don't even forgetting the fact putting aside its historical context like as a game i think you could still play it this day and age and have fun with it but you know what honestly even i got to a point where i was like i'm just gonna use a guide to remember where things are because this is one of those tricky games where your inventory it doesn't tell you you don't have enough space it actually does it by weight but it doesn't warn you when you have too much weight it just at some point says you can't pick this up you're like the fuck are you talking about oh that sucks so you have to just drop things in areas and remember where you dropped it and come back and get them later which at that point i was like i'm gonna use a fucking guide and just that helps you recommend where to drop things um still definitely a be worthy try it out if you love horror games and you want to know where most modern games stem from give it a try
1: nice uh my number 22 thunder force 3 uh, so, Musha is a vertically scrolling shoot 'em up Thunder Force 3, the horizontally sh- shooting one. And, um... I mean, it's another one that's... It's an earlier Genesis game, but the graphics are great. It's, you know, bright and colorful, very detailed for the bosses. The music is fan-friggin-tastic. And... It's one, it's, it's like Mooshit, it's very approachable for people who aren't good at shooters like I am, but it's still, like, not a cakewalk, like, in any sense of the word. So you're going to have to replay a lot of the levels to figure out their little tricks and quirks. There's one level where um, the level will, like, pan up and down. It's like a cave that will collapse on itself or raise up. We can go down wrong, aisle, like, you know, wrong parts, and that'll fuck you over. So there is some stuff you have to learn, but... Still, it's like it's very approachable, and like you can do the first couple levels in any order, so you can like it's nice you can practice that way, and then the last three levels, or you know, in a set thing. But nah, I am mean, you know what? It's very good. I gave it an A, like I didn't like it as much as Musha, but for its time and for what it is, it's still like an extremely good game, maybe a little too easy for what it is, but. I mean, it's still a shoot 'em up so, like, an easy shoot up is still going to be harder than, like, a lot of games out there.
0: Hmm. Okay. My 22 is by far the most bullshitty and the standard for Jim's list is <laughs> Jack in the Dark, which came out after Alone in the Dark, and it was before Alone well, isn't in the Dark Wasn't that a fucking 2? demo? It's labeled as a demo, but when it got downloaded, it was listed as its own game. And I was like, what is this? And I decided to play it. It's extremely short. If you know what you're doing, you can probably be in 20 or 30 minutes. If you don't know what you're doing, you know, you're stuck in a, I think it's a Christmas toy shop during Halloween because there's elements of both and all the toys are like haunted and you're just trying, you're a little kid trying to get out of it. Um, That's why I'm acknowledging it's a complete bullshitty thing. Um, But I was like, you know what? Whatever. I'm going to play it. Right. Who would I be to
1: argue such a point?
0: (laughs) It's a D. Um, Maybe just because it is a demo, whatever the reason. For all the things I liked about Alone in the Dark, Jack in the Dark is like, there's zero reason to play it. Even if you wanted to do your franchise with Alone in the Dark, I can say you can skip that one and still count. Like, you don't need to do Jack in the Dark. Just skip it. Um, I it's mean, is a, Jack in the Dark
1: really in that franchise, or is it just like, you know, a spiritual successor kind of thing?
0: I, it's always labeled as coming with Alone in the Dark 2, or as a special edition for Alone in the Dark, so I don't know the true history behind it. It's one, though, you don't ever need. I, I did it for you. You guys don't gotta do it. You're re, you're absolved.
1: Ah, Ryan, the nostalgia critic of our page, doing it so you don't have to. <laughs> Damn it. Alright, All my final game. Going out with a whimper. (laughs) AEW Fight Forever. (laughs) I fought with our buddy, good old Nerdy Nick and Josh, about this on their podcast. Uh, We talked about the Bring the Boom edition that they are releasing for the holidays. And I was like, I I had a code that I won from a Twitter raffle, so I was like, I have no reason to not play it for the page. Goddamn, man. Like, I know they brought in a lot of the people who worked on, like, the old Aki Engines for, like, No Mercy and Revenge and stuff like that. They wanted to bring that that feel, and they kind of did. They kind of did. Because if you just pick it up and play it, you'll go, oh, that's a nice little nostalgia bump. Or if you do, like, the goofier modes, like the <coughs> ladder match or that barbed wire death match from hell, which is so over the top and stupid, it makes it, like, this is really fun. And granted, I played the base mode. So I didn't buy any new characters. I don't have the battle royale like Coliseum mode that they eventually did. I just played the base mode, played some of the exhibition modes and I played through the bring, be, becoming the elite mode which is the career mode. That career mode can suck every inch of my small cock. It <laughs> is so goddamn boring and bad. It's generic dialogue with almost no branching paths at all you have like a couple different branching things you can do um it's slightly different if you do the male or the female ones and everyone was jerking off like oh they're just doing it or intergender matches and they didn't make a big deal fine whatever be happy about that it doesn't make a difference either it doesn't make it better doesn't make it fucking better I don't care if I'm fighting Rio is fucking Chris Jericho it doesn't matter um like, like, you have to go through the four pay-per-views, the main ones, and in between you're going through the weekly shows and the B-shows. And you have to, like, train or go to the hospital if you get injured or see do sightseeing or go to fucking local landmarks and restaurants. God, fucking sucks. Um, it's one of the worst, like, wrestling campaigns I've ever played in my life. But as a pick-up-and-play game, it's fun. Like, if you get it for, like, 15 bucks or less you'll probably be fine do not pay anything more than $15 for this game They can. the creative wrestler is so bare bones the career mode sucks the battle royale I can't like I haven't played it so I can't say for sure like we know friends who say it's fun but you know they're AEW stands so they might be coping too Like I like I can't imagine like a wrestling game thing being good in an open arena like I just can't imagine yeah. that being good So, it is what it is. Like, do not pay 90 bucks this season for the Bring the Boom edition for Matt fucking Hardy. Just don't do it. And you know what? I'm going to be fair here, in my mind. I gave it a C. Because as a pick-up-and-play game, there is fun you can have. And if you grew up with the N64 games, you'll have that nice nostalgia trip, too. And there are, even if you don't know AEW, there are people there that you can enjoy playing. You can be CM Punk or Daniel Bryan or, or Brian Danielson for the fucking people who are gonna freak out, or <laughs> Sting or Chris Jericho, like people like, or Big Show stuff like that. And then there's the AEW fan the people that you could be for that. It's fine. Pick up and play a game. It's perfectly fine. As a full priced release, it's <laughs> a fucking joke. Do not pay full price. Don't pay over full price because you'll never get your money's worth from these DLC options. So, it is a C. I'll be very generous. and give it that.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, I got two games left. Um, we really should have had
1: uh, you go first when we found out you had one more game than me, Brian. That probably all wasn't right. smart.
0: Well, I can go through them fast because 23 is Dracula Resurrection. It was a PS1 and also PC game. It's a graphical adventure. It was one that always sparked my interest as a kid. Never got around to it. I had I found it on GOG for like fifty cents or something. I was like, sure, and I got like the whole trilogy or five game, whatever it is, some ridiculous low price. Um, point and click, but done in an extremely '90s stylized version. Plenty of FMVs in there, which they tug at my heartstrings. I am a sucker for. If you like the novel of Dracula, this takes place actually, like, right after it, but there's, like, an alternate timeline of things that happened, so I gave it a B. I enjoyed my time with it. I know 90% of people out there would not like this style of game, and I completely get why, but you know what? Like, there's something about that style that is such a perfect time capsule of PC gaming in the 90s that I love, so it resonates with me all the time. So if you like that style, give it a try. And my final game, there was a couple of these I did with my son over the year, um, but in Minecraft we downloaded entire worlds and one of them was T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and it was like 12 or 13 levels. And it's basically like playing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles beat 'em up game, but in Minecraft. And you think it's gonna be terrible, it's, I'm not going to claim it's the best, but you know what? They have powers. They have a ton of Easter eggs. They have so much like fan love embedded in there. Is it like the playing final... a game? Um, Is it that no, or I g- no. Hey, I I probably wouldn't put it quite there, but it's damn close. Like they have the sound, the actual soundtracks from the original games. They have t- different costumes. You know you fight super shredder you fight krang you go dimension x like there's a lot in there for something that ultimately was like five bucks i thought it was gonna be a throwaway my son had also had me buy him the sonic minecraft world we didn't finish that one but you know what me and him played it it was a good time so i gave it a b for five bucks if your kids like minecraft and you want a little bit of nostalgia there's much worse thing. You could spend five bucks on a stupid-ass glittering skin and not get the amount of playable value out of it. So for me, that was a no-brainer. Um, but, yeah, that was the last one on my, my list. Brian, right. uh, Ocarina wasn't on your list, Brian. You're right, Jim. And um,
1: It's not the long of a game, Brian. You had, like, all year to more than <sighs> you to do it. Almost.
0: I did. You had so much um, time to play it, Brian. You know, here here's... There was a part of me, which I, I regret even This thinking. could have been the
1: perfect way to cap off with Rage. You could have had Jim Rage to cap off the video, Brian.
0: You know, I don't think... You know, here's what's going to be disappointing about that game. I don't think it's going to be bad enough for me to hate it, to make it interesting. I think it's going to fall in a nice medium. It was fine. If not, a little boring for me. Which I know will outrage some folks, but for me, it's like not enough where I hate it. But I, I can almost put money down that I'm not gonna walk away from it, going, "Oh my God, I just played a game that changed my life." I know that. And here's the deal, Jim. I was gonna consider throwing Legend of Zelda in there as a franchise, but I was like, "Oh fuck no." I thought about it. I was like, "There's, there's no way. There's I was absolutely
1: say, like you still just have to beat the fucking game, Brian." So that's going to be be a waste of your time now because you can't count it towards the list.
0: I'm going to beat it. But you know what? I already. So I think I asked you at the beginning, do you have any franchises? And I know you named one, but have any other popped in your head while we were talking?
1: Not yet. I'll have to look through all my shit, like my endless (laughs) shit. I just have so much shit. I'll have to look through. But no, Rocket Knight stood out at first, but I have that's to figure extreme. out whatever else.
0: Yeah. So I know I'm going to do Duke Nukem. I have two more that popped in my head while we were talking. One, maybe Quake? Sh- Quake is like four games I could maybe do Quake? Yeah, there's probably aren't too bad. Um, I, th- I thought Final Fight, because the original actual main series is only three games. And I'm like, that's an easy go through and beat them.
1: And then you have Streetwise. You defended Street Rise more than I did when the few games Oh, no. Back. I
0: just laughed the shit out of it that I've never seen someone buy a game and return it in the same game. <laughs> that game that. fucking sucked. That game was so goddamn bad. Um. And then I thought, now, let me ask you, is this breaking the rules? Uh, it's not an actual franchise, but if what, if I just, yes. what if I beat just all the diehard games that exist? I think there's five or six of them. I they're I not would a, count that. Okay. They're not a franchise, but you know what? I did love trilogy, and I've never. I think I played a little bit of the NES game, but I haven't played any of the others. I was like, you know what? I feel like they could be interesting.
1: And you got to make sure you play the uh, PC Engine exclusive, Brian. Why would I do that, Jim? Because it's a diehard game. You have to do it. It's, it counts. You don't
0: have to do version differences.
1: No, no, it's not a version difference. It's its own game, Brian. I don't
0: believe hey, you. You
1: know what? I'll tell you this—it's not bad. We reviewed Bloody Wolf. You kind of like Bloody Wolf, right? It was okay. It's like
0: Bloody Wolf. Well, I know it's gonna be better because Famicom is bullshit.
1: How? No, it's on the PC Engine. Brian, right? you shut your fucking whore mouth?
0: They're all the same. It's not the same. <laughs> or no, Turbo Graphics—it's all the same.
1: Well, yes, Turbo Graphics and PC Engine are the same. Yes. Yeah,
0: and they're both bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I'm trying to think obscure shit like that for my list. That's why I think I can, I know I can do Ocarina because I need to do it because I don't ever want to get the itch in the future to have to borrow it from you again. I just want it done so I can walk away for good. That's it. That's all I want, Jim. Yes, you should. (laughs) Uh, So, Chambers, I guess in closing, what was your favorite game you played this year out of that list? I think you only had what? Two or three S's. I had three or four. Uh, Mario Odyssey. That was my I favorite. Go to.
1: that game. That game was just—it's a delight. Like if you've never played it, just go out and fucking play it.
0: You won't be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. For me, story would have been Last of Us, but Blasphemous was pretty good, and Resident Evil Four was good. I I probably go Resident Evil Four last of us though story that would win it all day long Um, i mean and until i played xcom last year that was my game of the year last year so yeah yeah no it makes sense but you know jim and i want to say it's been a fun ass year seeing what you guys have beat and you guys like i said some of you have killed it some of you were giving yourselves way too hard of a time for not getting to 23 don't worry about that shit it's just about you trying new games that you haven't Just like this franchise. Do you want
1: to play rival turf to hit 23 like I did? (laughs) Do you really want to do that? I don't want to do that. It's my goddamn page. So I kind of
0: had to do it. You don't have to do that. So it's fine. Gaming should never be a chore. And with next year with B5 franchise, if you can't beat five franchises, don't stress about it. But the goal is try to minimum
1: 15 games. You guys can do
0: it. Yeah, you guys can definitely do it. Um. For any of you that are masochists and try to beat crazy long franchises, maybe if there's a game that like has like 20 games in this franchise, fine. <laughs> you know what, whatever. But uh, you know, like I said, we do appreciate everyone. We do hope you have had an excellent holiday and that you are ready for the new year. And you know what, if this year was shit and you're looking for a new restart, we're all right there with you. So with that guys, we want to say thank you so much for watching. Please hit that subscribe notification bell if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify. As long as you subscribe, if you give us a five-star rating, we'll read each and every one of those comments on these Power Hour podcasts. With that, we want to say have a good night and cheers. Cheers, everybody.